a birthday tomorrow. <laughs> having that birthday sadness. <laughs> oh, I'm old and I'm cold. It happens at a certain age you where you're birthday? not like, yay, my birthday. You're like, fuck, <laughs> it's my fucking birthday tomorrow. I know you were going to continue. <laughs> But I got to say, I loved how you said, you have birthday? No, I was going to say sadness. And then I stopped because she was still talking. But you get birthday bug. sadness? You get birthday? <laughs> I don't get sad on my birthday. Oh, I, I get sad every year on my birthday. Oh. It's been happening for... Mom does too. Probably like five or six yeah, years now. probably mom's fault. <laughs> yeah. I think the last time I had like a fun birthday, I was like 26. Wow. Interesting. So maybe it's about a decade. It's been 30 years. It's about a decade of me sad on my birthday. Uh, I have a lot of anxiety around my birthday. Like, why? Because it's kind of like, do you know how like some people like hate New Year's? Because there's this idea of like, it's this big thing and we're going to go celebrate and it's a whole new start to another year. And there's so Mm -hmm. much anticipation and expectation around it. And then it happens and it's just another night. And if something goes wrong, your expectations are all thrown off. And people tend to have shitty New Year's because it's not as fun as they want it to be. And I feel oh, like I totally that... agree. Last time I tried to do something for New Year's, someone ended up having to be taken away in an ambulance. Yeah, so. exactly. And you're like, well, fuck that night. Yeah. Whereas like... And I tried to leave like while the ambulance was there. <laughs> yeah. And my wife was like, are you insane? <laughs> so like, are you... Go, a... right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, so it's like, now it's a good time to leave. <laughs> this party is fucking over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now when I I'm do New monster. Year's things, I just have zero expectations. I'm like, let's go for dinner. We'll have some drinks. I don't care. We'll see what happens. And there's no expectations around it. Then you kind of have a fun time. Yeah. So I guess it's not the same thing with my birthday. It's just that when I think about things like to do or if I try and plan something, it always goes wrong. It just always does. (laughs) Sorry. I liked how that you went on that whole description (laughs) of New Year's. I mean, it's not exactly like that, but it's very similar. The last couple of times I've tried to plan something. You build something up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm Um, just very much like, I don't really know if I did something, what I would do. And it just feels really lonely. Oh. I got really sad. I know. <laughs> anyway, let's go on to the episode, I guess. I kind of, I I'm was really worried. It, but... I was really worried that the my wedding was going to be the same way. Because you spend so much fucking time planning it. Yeah. And there's so, you're, you're just in it so deep that yeah. you're like, am I actually going to be able to enjoy this when it actually is happening? Yeah. Because like, so much is like riding on your shoulders, on other people's shoulders. And it's just like you rely so heavily on other people and it's like i really i don't like doing that i, yeah. I really don't like relying Me on neither. people and it's like so, and that's why like i have something i want to do tomorrow and it's just very much like it is me it's just yeah. me. i only have myself to rely on i have no other nothing else is riding on it i'm just gonna have this jo- enjoyable day and it's just me doing this thing and that's all yeah. i really need to do and so it's not like birthday sadness it's just like i just want to be alone now <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> do you think that was better <laughs> I don't think that was better. That was pretty I, there's, equal. There's, you can have fun when you're alone. <laughs> she starts crying. Anyway, birthday sadness. Birthday sadness. <laughs> she, just, <laughs> she just shuts down. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> well, my episode today isn't. It's not about birthday sadness. It's not about birthday sadness. Okay. I feel like we should introduce ourselves, though. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hello. You're listening to my... Nope. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You're listening to my podcast. <laughs> I'm Mossy. <laughs> Hello. You're listening to the Odd Sisters podcast, and I'm Marcy. And I'm Allison. And I'm Julie. I think I was going to say, hello, you're listening to Marcy. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> you're listening to Marcy. <laughs> I've been talking for the last 20 minutes, and I shall continue to talk for the next 40 more, or however long this is. Yeah. Actually, this is kind of a short episode. It's <laughs> compact. Okay. We've got a good little story. Um, and again, with the title, people are going to know what it is. If you're an American history buff, I don't mm. think a lot of people will know what it is. But <laughs> Wait, specifically American history buffs? Specifically American history buffs. This is Won't a know what it is? will. <laughs> will. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you worded that really but, weirdly. Oh, I'm sorry. If you're an American history buff, you'll know what this is. Ah, yes. Because it's a deep dive on American history. Okay. I did ask a lot of my American friends and said, hey, do you know this? Do you learn this in school? And all of them were like, nope, we don't learn anything in school. So... Oh. Um, you have a lot of American friends. I have a few. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. So, um, traitor. They don't learn anything <laughs> in school. They learn things. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of deep dives. I think. I think it's a very like basic. I don't think their education Glossed system over. has changed a lot. In Why the last have they done anything wrong? A couple of years and <laughs> specifically around this. So. Today we're going to talk about a woman who started her life being called Margaret Cochran. Okay. Okay. So very little is known about the early life of Margaret Cochran. We know that her brother's name was John, that her parents' names were Robert and Sarah, and they were Irish-Scottish immigrants. Okay. We know that they lived together in Western Pennsylvania until 1756. Whoa. So early American history. Yeah. So in 1756, when Margaret was five years old, a Native American tribe raided their village, killing her father and kidnapping her mother. Margaret and her brother were not at home at the time. They were in the next village over. And so they escaped the attack. But her mother was never seen again. And so she and her brother went to live with their uncle and stayed there until her marriage to a Virginian farmer named John Corbin in 1772 at the age of 21. What were they doing in the other village? I don't know. What did children do in another village? Yeah. Maybe they were at school or something. Maybe their village didn't have a school. Did kids go to school at that time? I don't mm. know. There's no answers. Like I said, very little is known about the early <laughs> life of Margaret Cochran. They were probably really far away. Yeah. yeah. I'm just curious because her mother and father were in their village, but the two children were not there. Mm -hmm. They were not there. Interesting. <laughs> Kids had a lot more trust back then. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, you know. Maybe they were at the uncle's house. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I guess that's but a possibility. But once again, very little is known about the early life of mm. Margaret Cochran, who is now Margaret Corbin. I'm going to imagine that they were robbing a bank. <laughs> just a little chick. <laughs> Take them out, bang. Eh? <laughs> Except there's like, no, like the, they didn't know A yet. <laughs> What's the problem? I don't, I don't know. There's no what? The guns? There's guns, but not like, not like yeah, bank muskets. robbery guns. Yeah, but you still don't want to get shot. Were there banks? Yeah, in the next town over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Band shot. You have no details. I'll supply what I right, want. Okay, I see. We're, we're filling in the blanks. So... When the American Revolution began, John Corbin enlisted in the first company of Pennsylvania artillery as a... <laughs> no. 
I read this out already to someone. I don't know how to pronounce this word, and I pronounced it mattress. <laughs> He's not a mattress. He didn't enlist as a mattress. I think it's a matross. <laughs> M-A-T-R-O-S-S. Matross. What's it mean? Matross. <laughs> Which is an artilleryman who is uh, one of the members of the cannon crew. So maybe he, he is a mattress. He maybe he catches cannonballs. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he enlisted as a mattress. <laughs> it was quite common at this time for women to follow their husbands into war. They were called camp followers. And actually, Martha Washington was a really famous camp follower. She was in the same camp as Margaret. Who she married to? George Washington. <laughs> but he was a that general. Was a <laughs> and well, John was an artilleryman. Okay. And so they had very different experiences. Hmm. But they were both in the same camp, just on either sides of the scale mm. as it were you know yeah like yeah. george washington got like a nice like slave <laughs> and slaves i mean he had those before but he did yeah he did take them with them george washington and slaves um so <laughs> <laughs> um martha joined many of the other wives in cooking and washing and caring for the wounded soldiers she acquired the name molly pitcher which was a very common name for women who served in the war by bringing water during the fighting both for thirsty soldiers and also to cool overheated cannons it's a good little fact molly pitcher so nothing cool <laughs> is like, it like uh think something's gonna get a reaction and then it doesn't you just stare <laughs> blankly at me move along <laughs> Um, on November 16th. You're going through a lot of stuff. I'm trying to process. I know. It's a little bit. Why? Molly? Is her, her name is not Molly. No. It's a nickname for a woman that carries the... Molly. Like, the, yeah. Okay. And then pitcher for the water. Very creative. I mean, they're up. Isn't war. it kind of confusing when everyone's... <laughs> so no imagination. <laughs> <laughs> um, isn't it kind of confusing when everyone's name is Molly? Yeah, exactly. Okay. But it's a general, like, it's just a nickname for the <laughs> yeah. person that brings like, the water. Her husband's a, a mattress, woman. and she's a Molly pitcher. <laughs> pitcher full of Molly. Broad assumptions, people. On November We're going to have a fun night. <laughs> on November 16th, 1776. <laughs> fuck. 1776, John's company was part of the garrison that was left behind at Fort Washington when the Continental Army with George Washington retreated. Everyone fucked off and then just left a bunch of people to man the, the fort. When the British attacked the fort, John Corbin was in charge of firing a small cannon at the top of a ridge, which is now today known as Fort John Cannon Ridge. Tyron Park. Damn. <laughs> I thought I got their name system down. <laughs> Molly Pitcher Ridge. <laughs> yeah. Name it after the guy who fired a cannon from there. Yeah, I know. Why is it called something John else? Fort Tiny Cannon Ridge. Fort Tri <laughs> Fort, oh, sorry, Fort Tryon Park. Mattress Ridge. Mattress Ridge. <laughs> During an assault by the Hessians... Ooh, do we know what those are? Yeah, um, Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh yeah, I know it well. That's my only reference for that. Yeah. They're the Germans, right? That were the. I'm pretty sure. The, it's not really Germany at that time, but they're the Germans that like fought for um, Germany for the British. <laughs> yeah, they joined up with the British. Oh okay, they were like, like imported soldiers. Yeah, like assassiny type of. Yeah, they were like yeah. the like yeah. Christopher Walken. Christopher mm -hmm. Walken in mm -hmm. uh, Sleepy Hollow. Hollow. So during an assault by the Hessians, John was killed, leaving his cannon unmanned. Margaret was with him at the time when he was killed on the battlefield. And instead of running or... She took that fucking cannon. She took that fucking cannon. She immediately took his place <laughs> at the cannon, continuing to fire until her arm, her chest, and her jaw were hit by enemy fire. 
Ah. Jesus. Yeah. She got blown the Molly fuck out Cannonball. by shrapnel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was she good at shooting the cannon? She was. She did it for a really long time. Okay. Like it hurt. She hit people too? I think so. They just hit her back. <laughs> I guess. It was, yeah, it was, it was like, uh, they call it grape shot. So it was basically like debris that hit her. So like an explosion and then uh, like think of like a shotgun blast, like yeah. a rock salt thing. But like mm-hmm. it's like that. So it was her jaw and her arm and her basically she just got her tits shot off but it's all just like that Ouch. like scatter shot kind of thing yeah so mm. she's okay. injured Shrapnel. really badly but she's not in like mortal danger at the moment she's just oh fucked up no then she has to go see a doctor yeah then <laughs> then she's fucked <laughs> yeah an she's army based gonna... doctor we're gonna have yeah. to lose all your so, arms <laughs> despite the continental army's effort the fort was soon surrendered um, and she was captured along with approximately 2,837 soldiers. Whoa. Well, it's a weird time to surrender when you've got almost 3,000 people left. But I guess they were like, this isn't happening. <laughs> the British must have been pretty put off and unsure what to do with an injured woman because they released her pretty quick after that. So um, with armies like that, though, the, you do kind of just need one person. Like if there's some general in charge and he goes, we're like, done. We're done. Yeah. You, you just need one jerk. And everyone just like, lies down yeah. their weapons. I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So Margaret went to Philadelphia to try and recover, but she never fully healed and life was very difficult. She ended up receiving, she petitioned the government and ended up receiving $30 from them to help with her needs, her health like needs. Just $30 or $30 a week? No, she got $30 flat from the government to help with her needs. um, And they also granted her uh, half of the pay of a, I'm sorry, I completely lost my place. I skipped up here. Half the pay of an official member of the Continental Army. So she got half the pay of a man, but she was on the Continental Army payroll. It's just that she only got half the amount of a man, How as well as a George new set Washington of clothes and sympathy for her injuries. Here, also have some skirts. <laughs> so $30, half the pay of a man and a new set of clothes. And that's did you say sympathy? For her, as sympathy for her injuries. So that's the only reason they gave it to her. She manned <laughs> a cannon. You. She killed some people. Here's your 30 bucks. <laughs> manned a cannon. So she fought. She yeah. fought more than another like a lot of the women in that camp yeah, she but did something as a soldier would do she stood yeah. up and she defended a base right sure but also i feel like if your husband dies in the army as his wife you should probably get some compensation as well no regardless yeah but a lot of women <laughs> lost their husbands they didn't get anything from they should have yeah she then joined the corpse of invalids which is a group of wounded soldiers that were still able to contribute to the war effort they were stationed at west point new york where corbin became known as a cantankerous woman who had a tough time making a home for herself in the neighboring village of highland falls so cantankerous cantankerous what does that even mean that means she was sour and mean and she was like get out of my way (laughs) that kind of old woman yeah i got my tits shot off You know, so she moved between various local families who tried to care for her, but her life had been a hard one and she became a difficult old woman. Why? Why do you think? (laughs) She died on January 16th, 1800 at the age of 48. It's not that old, but again, she had a really hard life. (laughs) Sounds like it. Yeah, that's not old. You said she became a grumpy old woman. I guess. That's not an old woman. That's a middle-aged woman. (laughs) Yeah, but she was mean. Wait, what year is it? 1800. That's a pretty old woman. <laughs> yeah, at the time? Yeah. Uh, she was buried in a pauper cemetery in Highland Falls, just a few miles away from West Point, where she was like living and working, because she was still on that committee 
and helping. She was the first woman to re- receive financial support. <laughs> she was the first woman to receive financial support with the military pay after the war. Oh. So she's the first woman to ever receive okay. pay okay. from the military in the U.S. Yes. Wow. That's pretty cool. So the name Margaret Corbin didn't exactly fade into obscurity, but for a woman that literally, like I said, had her tits shot off by cannon fodder in defense of Fort Washington, she definitely didn't receive the recognition she deserved. That is until, and like in the Highland Falls area, there's like Mm -hmm. a Margaret Corbin square, but there's really nothing about her that became, yeah, like she wasn't very big. So 126 years after her death, the Daughters of the American Revolution is a group that is like a not it's like a um like a heritage society group Mm -hmm. you have to have genealogical connection to someone that fought in the revolutionary war to be a part of the group i think i explained that later i'm sorry if i'm gonna double explain what it is the daughters of the american revolution saw that corbin would earn her place alongside the men she fought with yes then i explained who they are (laughs) getting ahead of myself (laughs) their mandate is historical preservation education patriotism and in 1926 they decided that margaret corbin deserved a proper soldier's burial oh for sure right yeah for sure like she was just buried in a pauper's grave so it took a while but they eventually convinced the u.s military academy (laughs) to help them to (laughs) dig her They eventually convinced the U.S. I couldn't even say it. I was like, this is terrible. U.S. Military Academy to help them exhume and transport Margaret's remains to the prestigious West Point Cemetery to be reburied with a military funeral. But how do you find a grave of a poor woman who was buried without a headstone over 100 years ago? You don't. Right? Dig yeah. up random body. <laughs> the first one we find, it's her. Well, in collaboration with West Point, the daughters found the great grandson of a man who supposedly dug Corbin's grave. A steamboat captain by the name of Far Out. <laughs> Shut up. No way. That's not his name. No. Far Out. I don't no, know how not. you pronounce it. Maybe Farout, but it's definitely Far Out. <laughs> first name or last name? No, that's the only name. <laughs> First name Far. Last name, <laughs> Last name out. <laughs> like the reaction. Shut up. <laughs> that's not a name. It's got to be a last name. I don't know. <laughs> Her burial site was apparently marked by the stump of a cedar tree. According to the exhumation process, the grave diddler. Uh, the grave digger. <laughs> the grave diddler. <laughs> <laughs> the grave diddler. <laughs> It is probably gra- what you said. <laughs> I'm about 98% sure. The grave digger accidentally drove a shovel through the skull. Oops. Still, the army surgeon reported injuries to the skeleton that were consistent consistent with cannon fodder injuries. So she like, lost okay, the top of her head, her. right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that was like that before. The remains were given a new flag-draped casket and delivered to West Point by horse-drawn, a horse-drawn hearse. Hearse. <laughs> Wait. A horse-drawn hearse? They didn't have cars at the time. It's 1926. Yeah, they oh. did. But they're like out in the woods. So they have like a big... I mean, funerals happen before cars. <laughs> That's true. It's like a carriage hearse. You've seen them. Yeah. So it's not... The the name of hearse is not... Synonymous to a car? Yeah. No. Okay. That was my understanding. It is how to transport a coffin. I think oh, it's, okay. a, it's... Yeah. A okay. vehicle that's purpose is to transport a coffin. Okay. And, a hearse. Okay. Got it. Yeah, like uh, the dude in their uh, uh, funeral episode, the hobo, hobo baggins, whatever his name is. <laughs> he, he came in a car. He came in a car, but it was dragging 
the coffin? The coffin was in there. It was there. in the back seat. It was a hearse. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it was a car. Yeah. Let's go around in a circle again. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Allison thought they were going to bury him. <laughs> That's my favorite part about that episode. That's the only thing that would have made that. Where is he? That no. was like such. Thought he was pretending to be dead. I didn't understand. Oh. He wanted to witness it. I was like, oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I thought he thought. <laughs> it's, it's just so genuine. Like I was listening to it again. And uh, I was, I, I just like just laughed out loud to myself <laughs> how concerned you sounded like are they wait are they burying him <laughs> it was great anyway sorry. so horse drawn yeah. hearse horse drawn west point <laughs> west horse drawn horse <laughs> it is west point's only monument to a woman veteran the only one wow it's this big thing it's like a big bronze plate with her firing the cannon and like a little okay. story thing and every year since 1926 the daughters have gathered at corbin's monument for margaret corbin day which is on the first tuesday of may the daughters fill the chapel share corbin's story sing hymns and stand at the grave while soldiers perform a 21 gun salute is there any reason why it's always on the first tuesday of may that's when it is well i mean it's like any day i know but i was just wondering i don't know okay i guess that's was a free holiday <laughs> <laughs> what do we got let's look at the calendar first tuesday of may solid it's just what they do it's just the first tuesday of may it's probably probably a nice day every year and they do like yeah. an outdoor thing with a brunch and then they gather at the the monument and whole big thing yeah every year since 1926 they've been doing this <laughs> that is until 2016 <laughs> They invite all the grave diddlers. <laughs> they have a grand old time. Contractors were working on a retaining wall near the West Point Cemetery, cemetery uh, when a hydraulic excavator got too close and chewed through the grave of Mar- Margaret Corbin. Oh, as wow. Soon as, right? She's been disrupted a lot. As <laughs> soon as they noticed bones spilling out of the soil. <laughs> Gosh. They've realized that they went too far. <laughs> yeah. They alerted the military police. The plot was quickly cordoned off. Her monument was wrapped in a tarp. And rumors started spreading that Corbin's resting place, that is, if it even was her resting place, was not actually her. Oh my god, I was so right. They did just grab the first body. When forensic archaeologists arrived on the scene, they were perplexed. The bones seemed oddly large. Unsure what to do, they hired Elizabeth A. Deganji, an anthropology professor at Binghampton. That's a hard word to say. Binghampton University, and Michael K. Timble, an archaeologist at the Army Corps of Engineers. Almost immediately, the pair noticed that the size of the bones did not match Martha Corbin's description. Margaret Corbin's description. (laughs) Changing her name right now. (laughs) Corbin was reportedly a stout woman. So one of the first bones I saw, this is a quote from the lady scientist, Elizabeth. (laughs) Just segue right into that. I was like, oh my god. One of the first bones I saw. She dug in too deep to the story. (laughs) One of the bones that I saw. (laughs) I went there, did this. <laughs> One of the first bones I saw when I was on site was a humerus or upper arm bone, she said. It was very large, which and was not what you would funny. expect from an arm bone of, an, of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Well, you said it was humerus. It was humerus. <laughs> that, anyway, they took, <laughs> they took the remains back to the lab to try and figure out what it was. Whose it was, rather. <laughs> it was a bone. It's a, a whale bone. <laughs> Were there other bones mixed up with Margaret's? It wasn't uncommon to find, find unidentified remains in West Point Cemetery. It actually seems to happen every time they break new ground. 
They Fuck. have an entire but section you didn't that's just move on, like, the bodies. Exactly. I don't know what's going on at West Point, but um, Degani's analysis revealed something even more shocking. None of the remains in Corbin's grave actually came from her, a woman. They were all belonging to an adult male. He determined that it was a large man who could have been anywhere from five foot seven to six and a half feet tall. That's big. <laughs> yeah. So the remains of Martha Corbin were not actually in Martha Corbin's grave. Whoa, who would have thought that the guy that was the supposed great, 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 great grandson of the a person that, out, that dug was like, her yeah, grave I heard about that. was I like, yeah, like yeah, under yeah, a right cedar here. stump. And, I think uh, what we learned today. Never trust somebody whose name is far out. <laughs> <laughs> that is the lesson to take away. Yeah, And I feel like we all re- already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> that just seems like common sense. It's like, wait, what's your name again? Okay, this conversation's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave. The archaeolog- archaeological excavation team completed the reports and the Na- Army National Cemeteries. Yeah. Sure. My nose is itchy. We're going to take a break because I have, have three hands. So they completed the report and handed it to the Army National Cemeteries Committee, who were unsure what to do, and contacted the Daughters of the American Revolution, because this is their whole thing. Like, that's theirs. So Jennifer Minus, who is the head of the New York chapter of the group, was among those present at the subsequent meeting that took place. Minus, a graduate of West Point and a former member of the Corbin Forum, which is a club for cadet women, nerds uh knew her corbin awesome history nerds, better than most nonetheless exactly <laughs> she asked how it could have been that um could have been a man in the grave if in 1926 the army surgeon said that cannon fodder injuries were present remember we did this whole thing where it was like nope that's her because the injuries he are just saw that and was like i'm sold Nagani explains that what the surgeon considered signs of the injury was in fact post-mortem damage to the remains he just didn't know what he was looking at so it's just yeah, I think it's deeper than that. I don't think he knew what he was doing yeah, at all. Exactly. <laughs> so How do you look at the skeleton of someone that is five seven to six and a half feet tall and go, yeah, this was definitely a tiny, old a woman. tiny little woman. Yeah. So old. <laughs> she was forty. This was a forty-eight-year-old stout woman. <laughs> there is that better? Yeah. yeah. Accurate. Where's Martha? how I will be described <laughs> in eighteen years? <laughs> I would like you to respect it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so where is Margaret Corbin? No one knows. There is no happy ending here. She has still not been found. Yeah, she's probably still in that park the, somewhere. The daughters of the American Revolution are still looking, though. Every They're still... That was uh, 2016. They have swept the woods where the original bones were dug up in 1926. They tried to use old photographs to find the exact burial spot, but it's now been hundreds of please, years please please tell me that now on the second tuesday of may they go and have a picnic and dig up bones no that would be amazing <laughs> they probably do they don't um they still meet at the monument every year though there are no bones buried under it and carry on the same traditions that they have always yeah had. i mean might as well exactly minus has begun to spearhead the hunt for corbin's remains and in 2019 so just last year the group purchased an infrared machine and they began to start sweep they planned to start sweeping the woods to try and figure out so they're just going to sweep until they find bones and then dig Sweeping it up. Sweeping the woods like... is going to take a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of debris. As much as combing the desert. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't found shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're going around the area where they think they'd be. So it's kind of like, it's interesting because at the time they bury people at higher elevations because if it was lower then the rainwater is going to go down to like going to pour down to the lower elevations. And then you get things where the coffins start to rise in the soil and they'll start pushing out oh, of the soil. Right. Yeah. So you, they know things like that. So they know to look on higher elevations. So right. if she was buried at 1800, it's going to be on 
this rise or this rise or somewhere in that forest oh. that's a ri- rise. Well, so that's it's helpful. That's li- at least a start. Exactly. It limits the areas that you have to search. Yeah. But who knows? Right? Like, yeah. who knows? So, but like, they don't looking. even know if she, she might have not even been buried there. Yeah. They just know a pauper's like grave in this town. For sure. They, well, I mean, but there should be like a record of where the, but I'm mistake, poor people's mistakes are made. It's like, <laughs> They could be made before. I was they just talking. I was just talking to a friend about this. But, but you remember, like, like at the end of Amadeus, yeah, like he's just thrown in this kind of yeah, like yeah. pit. There's no like, there's no record of who's in that pit. No, I don't mean that. People. But you think they would <laughs> that's say just like, like that's where the poor people this go. This area here was the poor people. Yeah, you would think. Thing. You would think, but also, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they keep finding unidentified remains in West Point Cemetery? Sure. Yeah, that's true. Because it's fun sweet (laughs) fun it's a mystery so we're gonna leave this on a quote from minus she was an army spouse and then an army widow and then she was a soldier and then she was a wounded soldier and then she was a prisoner of war and then she was a veteran and it all happened really quickly like she married him the war started and then those last ones are like she's married to him and then she's a widow and then she's a soldier and then she's a wounded soldier and then she's a prisoner of war. Like she went through so many iterations That's so crazy. of who she was within a short amount of time of a couple days. So let's all remember the name Margaret Corbin because while every woman that went to war with their husbands was a badass, no one else got their tits shot off in the Revolutionary War and that deserves a lot more attention than it's currently receiving. <laughs> I don't know. Or fired a cannon. Yeah. Right? I don't think they were... <laughs> I don't think Molly... All water jug. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> was firing. A water receptacle. <laughs> um, it's not as catchy, is no. it? No. Um, <laughs> Molly water cooler. <laughs> um, I don't think they were firing any cannons. No, so. definitely not. She was pretty cool. So. That's awesome. Yeah. She sounds like she was a terrible person to be around, though. She does sound like that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, those things would change a person. I guess so. Yeah, she's not the only one to have come out of yeah, war. And, and different on the did, other like, side, get killed in front of her. Like I don't know that a lot of those women saw that kind of carnage, and like they would have been sequestered. Mary and, like, Todd Lincoln turned out fine. I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring this oh up. My God. That was a hearty laugh. She really didn't. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, I understand. At all. It was a funny joke. <laughs> God, God, <laughs> I can laugh. Okay, uh, can you? I mean, birthday sadness aside, yeah, I can. <laughs> and I will. <laughs> By myself on my birthday. Just like in a park. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Sorry, it's my birthday. <laughs> Just alone in a park. <laughs> um, my sources for that are uh, Wikipedia and the website Atlas Obscure. Oh. Obscura. Obscura. Yeah. Um, which I will post. But I feel like I... We need to say that more often for when we do history stuff as to where we got our information. So that's the two of those things. Mm. I get all my information from Fox News. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Fox and Friends. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram uh, and Twitter and Facebook at Odd Sisters Podcast. (laughs) Find us and say hello. Yeah. Give us some stars on iTunes, please. Please. We need them. Are we on iTunes? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> she's in the, she knows what's up yeah and we don't have any reviews so it comes up as zero yeah so please please like please, some please. reviews that would be nice thank you okay bye bye <laughs> allison never says bye allison say bye